Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. The, the Springsteen's Song of the Week. Talk about whatever else is going on in the world. Brandon, not a whole lot. Like I said, since I had to re-record Monday, it gives me two days to kind of come up with shit, so it's not as, you know, it might be a little bit light on content tonight, but, you know, whatever. You still got to do what you got to do. Uh, back to audio only. We're available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor, the sponsor of the video. Thank you so much for that. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word, man. If you uh, like, know somebody who'd like the podcast, let them know where to find me. Spread it. Like, share, support, subscribe. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to be able to talk any better than I could the other night. <laughs> Opening song of the night tonight is Suleiman by Neil Diamond. Oh, man, Neil Diamond. I haven't talked about old Neil Diamond on here, have I? I mean, I'm not a huge Neil Diamond guy, so maybe that's part of the reason why. Um, I like Neil Diamond, though. It's one of those things I didn't, I've never really cared about him that much. I just remember that Saving Silverman movie when I was younger. He was in it. That's, like, my most exposure to him. But then, uh... I started turning on him last year when um, Mike Flanagan used a whole bunch of Neil Diamond songs in uh, Midnight Mass, which I absolutely adore. That show, it's about time to watch it again. It's kind of one of those odd things. Watch it twice a year around Easter, then also around kind of like, you know, spooky times, which is now spooky times. <laughs> yeah. Um, Neil Diamond, like I said, I never really gave a shit, I guess. Uh, that whole, there's a f- certain guys that kind of lumped in together, just like, yeah, these kind of... I don't even know how to describe him. He's, uh, it's like him and Jimmy Buffett I always kind of consider the same. Though Neil Diamond's way better than Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett fucking sucks. Like, get out of here. Ugh. I, I, I don't know. I never understood the Jimmy Buffett thing. Like, Margaritaville is, um, as Kyle Kinane put it, like, the best in his latest, I believe his latest special, Trampoline in a Ditch, which is on YouTube, which is wonderful. Kyle Kinane's great. Whiskey Icarus is, like, one of my favorite stand-up specials of all time. But in uh, Trampoline a Ditch, he's like, uh, the saddest song of all time is Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. But not the way that it was written. Like, what it represents now. And like, it's like you know, if it's just some guy sitting on a beach somewhere, like, oh man, I guess I screwed my life up. Que sera, you know. White sandy beaches, I guess I'll get by. It's like, now you gotta think, like, Margaritaville's a real place. It's a real brick and mortar restaurant. And, like, parking lots of shopping malls all over the Midwest. <laughs> It's like when you listen to the lyrics now, it's like, 
that shit is dark. Like that's the darkest shit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> I absolutely love Kalkanane. Most of you would know his voice, I guess. Like people my age, at least, you'd know his voice because he was like the Comedy Central voice for years. Like all the commercials or like the ads for, you know, South Park, like any show they had on, it was always Kalkanane doing the voice. Man, but like I said, I yeah. Uh, I don't even know how I got into Kyle Kinane. I think he just one of those, like, I was randomly listening to some comedy stuff, and it goes to radio, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. Uh, what is this? I think it's the bit where he talks about the guy eating on the plane. And, uh, how, oh, God, that's a wonderful fucking bit. Uh, like the guy eating pancakes on an airplane with his hands, and no syrup like a heathen. Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. Ugh. No, but if you haven't checked him out, that's actually, I think, if I'm thinking correctly. If I think if I'm thinking correctly. Uh, I only own one comedy record, and that is Kyle Kinane's Whiskey Icarus. That's the only comedy record I actually own, like the actual vinyl of it. That's the only one that I can, that I'm like 90% sure on that. Um, fuck, I like how I always look up at my records, like I'm going to be able to pick out one, each individual one by name, like, that quick. Like, yeah, they're all alphabetized. I alphabetize them by the first name, not the last name. Kind of weird. I sometimes think I'm just going to flip it, and I can spend a whole day just recataloging, which would be so much fun. Like, cataloging, for some reason, for me, is like, crack. I fucking love doing stuff like that. Like, you know, taking it, and like, oh man, we got to put all this shit into a certain order. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, no wonder I'm alone. <laughs> I'm funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, yeah, you know. Like I said, it's like I watched Midnight Mass last year. That flipped me on Neil Diamond. So, uh, you know, good for that guy. He's got some good songs, good tracks. I really like Suleiman. It's a fun little jam, you know. I think it that, got that organ in there. Like I said, it, it works so perfectly in the show, too. Uh, man, what else we talk about tonight? We got some sports talk, I guess. The crew lost last night to enter Miami 2-1. Bad loss. Not a good loss. Like I said, you're away from home, so it's kind of understandable. Playoff race. But you really need to get a point there. Uh, also, peach juice update. I'm on bottle four of number eight. So we're, we're almost halfway there, man. We're living on a prayer, right? <laughs> Good reference, right? I don't care. Uh, but then uh, Liverpool kind of rebounded yesterday, got themselves a big win over Ajax in the Champions League. They postponed the week this weekend's game too for against Chelsea. Like Jesus fucking Christ, I get it. Your your fucking queen died. I get it, but Jesus fucking Christ, like no, like uh, this is ridiculous. Especially in a year we got a Winter World Cup. You're still trying to end the season at the same time. You're just gonna pile the fucking fixtures on there. But once again, they don't give a shit about the players. They don't give two fucks about the players. They want more games, more everything. They just want to run the players into the fucking ground, milk every dollar, grind them the fucking dust for every last fucking penny out of them. You know? Yeah, so, of course that's what they're going to do. Cancel more games and just pile them up later in the season. Then you got fucking Todd Bowley, the new owner of the fucking, of Chelsea. Um, he's also the owner of the Dodgers, already talking bullshit. Why don't we have an All-Star game? I don't know, because All-Star games are fucking stupid, dumbass. Um, oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? I'm just trying to, like, oh my god. Get your American bullshit out of the game, bro. God, that's the whole reason, like I said, that's the whole reason I went to England was because it, like, so much of the stupid bullshit about American sports is not involved over there. No fucking stupid all-star games and festivities that, you know, 
really are only there to possibly get your players hurt. They don't really mean shit anymore. Um, what else do you want to do? I'm not 100% opposed, though, to the bottom four having a tournament, I guess, for the relegation spot. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. He just kind of threw that out there, but didn't really elaborate on it. I guess that's what he's talking about. You know, you have, like, a playoff. Whoever loses, I guess, you know, you lose. You get the four games. The loses the first two or go down, and then the winner stays uh, I don't know. Same time, like, playoffs are dumb. I said it. Playoffs are very stupid. Like, you know what I mean? You sit there, you bust your ass all fucking season to randomly one team gets hot at the end of the year and wins the whole fucking title. Get the fuck out of here. It's the dumbest thing imaginable, you know? Have your own little fucking in-season tournaments, you know, like uh, like the footy does. They have their own cup competitions in the middle of the season. or actually tournaments a little bit more kind of, uh, you know, anybody can win them types. It's just dumb. Uh, I don't know. Fuck that guy. Fuck Chelsea. I fucking hate Chelsea. They're a fucking plastic-ass bullshit club, man. Didn't exist before 2003, really. You know what I mean? A Russian oligarch comes in with his fucking blood money, takes them all the way to the fucking top, and they just uh, kind of swept that under the rug until they couldn't anymore. Also, good for the Ukraine, by the way. I, I had a huge counterattack last week, and, uh, I mean, they really got the Russians on their fucking heels. The old Ruskies are heading back to the old motherland. Uh, it's not going to be a good time for them there. Yeah, we keep fighting a good fight there, Ukrainians. Ah. Uh. I think that's all I got sports talk-wise. I didn't really watch anything sports-wise. I guess, uh, did something cool happen? No, nothing really cool happened in the NFL. I don't give a shit. I know the Browns won. Thumbs up, I guess, you know. I can't wait till Deshaun Watson gets back and I have to come up with that moral conundrum and all the mental backflips I want to do to root that piece of shit on. I'm so excited for that, you know. Well, you know. Nah, nah, guy's piece of shit. Fuck that guy. There's just too much evidence up against him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, 67 different fucking uh, masseuses in his time. Like, over like a two-year span. Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, you know. And he said, people's like, oh, well, you know, he was acquitted in court. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? When it's 23 people's kind of saying the same exact thing, um, more than likely they're right. You know what I mean? I'm not saying mob mentality is always right, but what I'm saying is when people give you the same exact story over and over again, like, you know, you you talk to, like, 20 different people, it's like, this is what happened, and nothing changes in between 20 people's stories, it probably happened. You know what I mean? You know, so fuck that guy. Hopefully, Jacoby Brissett's, like, good enough, and then, like, first play, um, I don't know, something happens to Deshaun Watson, he has to go get a masseuse, and then he slips and falls, and, like, his career's over while trying to get him, because he actually needs a massage. <laughs> like, he, like you know, he hurts his back or something like that, and has to, what would fix him is a massage, but, you know, he can't do that anymore, and then his career's over. That'd be wonderful. Fuck that guy. Fucking, you know, just win, baby. Just win, baby. Oh, God, I hate that fucking mentality. Ugh. It, you know, at least I'm not like a couple of my friends who switch teams, though. You know, you got to be loyal to your team through thick and thin, man, no matter what. You know, I'm not going to switch teams just because the other one's good now. Start saying we after two weeks of being a fan. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You can root for whoever the fuck you want to. You can switch allegiances. I don't give a shit. You can do whatever you fucking want to. That's not me, man, though. It's not me, bro. Loyal. Loyal to I die. Like I, my, my picture on Facebook should be a lion because I'm so fucking loyal. I should take my fucking shirt off and get some cool Oakley sunglasses that are way overpriced. Maybe a really shitty hat too. That'd be wonderful. Man, that'd be so cool. 
so loyal. Let me post a picture from a TV show I've never even fucking seen before. Got Tom Hardy in it or something. <laughs> I don't know why I'm shit talking right now. It's so random. Oh. Oh. Sleepy times. What time is it? It's already getting dark again. It's 9 o'clock and it's like, black, you know, actually dark outside. Um, I moved up in my Lost Rewatch. I got through uh, Do No Harm. God damn, what an episode. Those two episodes back to back. Dose Ex Machina and uh, Do No Harm. Mmm, fantastic. Fantastic. Now we're up to the greater good. That's the one where uh, Shannon wants Saeed to kill Locke. And then uh, Shannon tries to kill him at the end. Because, you know, Locke got Boone killed. Man, but, like, do no harm. Like, fucking Jack just... Just, oh, man. He's just willing to do anything to, you know... He can't let go. That's what the whole show's about, is Jack's inability to let go. You know, and like accept his fate or just accept, you know, that he doesn't have to be perfect all the time. It's fucking wonderful. Like there's a, that line, it's like the opening line of season six, I think, is Rose saying to him, you can let go now. And it's, oh man, I mean, like, I don't know, like watching it all retrospect, like that line fucking cuts me, bro. Cuts me, cuts me to ribbons. Oh, God, that goddamn skunk's back, or somebody smoking some fucking disgusting-ass weed. Jesus Christ. Oh, I think it's a skunk. Jesus, because there's no way anybody could fucking smoke that and live through it. Oh, jeez. Come on, guys. Whew. I'm sorry. Jesus. <laughs> we gotta get this guy taken care of. This, this pest. He's a pest right now, man. Ugh. Yeah, but like I said, I, I jumped up to the Lost Rewatch. I haven't watched the newest episode of House of the Dragon yet, so I haven't watched a new Lord of the Rings episode yet. I watched Storm of the Century, that Stephen King show from, like, 96, with, like, Tim Daly, Combe Fury. I don't know how to say his fucking last name. There was a couple other people I knew, like, one of the cops from Boondock Saints was in it. Um, oh, I can't remember her name. Nicholson? Juliet Nicholson? I'm probably wrong there. Um, was in it as well. It was alright. Um, fucking bleak-ass ending, man. Wasn't as, like, bleak as, like, The Mist. You know, another great Stephen King fucking ending. <laughs> or at least that movie was, you know, where, like, he fucking kills everybody in the car except for himself. And he's going out to, like, you know, he accepts his fate and lets The Mist take him. And here comes the military to save the fucking day. <laughs> Killed everybody. All I had to do is wait for 20 more seconds. And everybody would have been fine. Oof. Rough. Yeah, but this one, like, I don't know. It deals with, like, Legion, the Bible, all that fun stuff. All the, a lot of good, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Stephen King things. <laughs> Themes. There we go. I don't know. Comb, uh, the the guy ended up being the bad guy. I don't know. Doesn't fit that type of character, at least for me. Maybe because I've seen him in other things since then. Because, like I said, this was, like, 20, almost 30 years ago now. Um... He just doesn't fit that type of character for me. So I thought it was kind of meh. I thought overall the performances were fine. I never gave a shit about Tim Daly. Uh, made me think about the other ones, too, that they did. They did, like, the Langoliers, which I was reading up about. Apparently, like, Bronson... Yeah, fucking, what's his name? Balky from Perfect Strangers. There we go. Don't try to say his fucking name. You know, it's just Balky from Perfect Strangers. Like, hammed it the fuck up in that show, apparently. I've, I kind of want to watch it now just to see it. 
uh, but it's not supposed to be great. I know David Morse, the great right-hand man of many 90s movies. He was like uh, Ed Harris's right-hand man in The Rock. He was Tom Hanks' right-hand man in The Green Mile. He was in a whole bunch of stuff right there in uh, the 90s and some in the 2000s. I think he was in... There was some show I kind of wanted to watch with him a couple years ago. It was about some, like, West Virginia mountain men and stuff like that. I can't remember what it was fucking called. That's why I never watched it. Oh, peach juice. Woo. Oh, yeah. That's Kool-Aid. Uh, I don't know, boys. Trying to think what I got going on. I'm trying to see if I can make it to my niece's birthday party this week. And me and her share the same birthday. I got us tickets to the crew, New York Red Bulls, for, the, I think it's October 1st. Should be a great time. Wonderful time. It'll be her first game. Hopefully some like big shits online. Maybe like a playoff spots online they gotta win. Oh, this will be a great atmosphere, hopefully. Um, actually, really, I hope it's already locked up. I really don't want to go into a game with having a win. Ugh, I don't know, man. They really needed that victory last night. They need, needed a point. That's really, they really could not afford to drop all three. They needed a point, and they didn't. Oh, then uh, Portsmouth won yesterday. So they're still top of the table. Preston lost. And um, I think, yeah, 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, all it really mattered was Liverpool won. Joel Matip with the goal at the end. Fucking love Joel. Big Joel. Guy's a fucking machine, man, when he's not hurt. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. And then who else scored the first one? I can't even remember who scored. Almost oh, scored. And then uh, I haven't got to see any of the highlights yet. I just had to like, follow it on my phone. Like I said, I'm still in that goddamn really irritated mood. I'm just, uh, I'm fed up with so much stupid shit that really shouldn't, like, uh, really shouldn't affect me or really just have to deal with. But at the same time, like, why am I putting myself through so much stupid shit when I don't have to? All I have to do is say, you know what? Screw this. You know, I'm going back to this instead. You know, and I could, no problems, and I'd be just fine. It wouldn't affect me money wise or anything like that. So why don't I do that? Why don't I just take this big ball of stress and get rid of it? I don't get it. You know, because I feel like I'm letting certain people down. That's the problem. I hate letting people down. People count on me. People believe in me, man. Some people believe in me. Like, I believe in you when you don't even believe in yourself. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about now. I'm losing it. Nah, but yeah, like I said, like this irritation's kind of peaked in the past couple of days where I'm just fed up with some a lot of bullshit and I'm just trying to get through it. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to make some big decisions and, you know, hopefully I'm making the right decision. Uh, also, I realized I can't find my checkbook, which is cool and making me freak out. Because it's never left the apartment. It was here when I moved in, so I knew I had it. Now I can't find it anywhere. I have turned up my bedroom. I have turned over everything. I'm like, well, maybe I put it in this hidden hidey hole or whatever, some shit. I even opened up the old lockbox. Not in there. I don't know what the hell I've done with it. And I need it right now. May I have to order some freaking new ones. Stupid. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... Nah, it's like, yeah, it's been live searching. I remember it was like, uh, probably, I don't know, like six, seven months ago. I needed it for, I didn't need it, need it, but I'm like, oh, I could use it for something. And I couldn't find it, and I never really thought about it. My worry is, I think I'm having one of those things. My dad used to do this too, where he would have, like, 
he would lose something, and then he would think of the most implausible thing that has ever happened. Excuse me, for how he lost it. Like one time he lost his, we couldn't find his wallet. It was in a pair of pants. It was always in just one of his pairs of pants. Um, he couldn't find his wallet. And he thought he took it out of his pocket for some reason, put it on the back, like the back tailgate of his truck when he was at like one of our um, aunt's house, aunt's or uncle's house. And then, you know, when he drove, it flew off the back and now he's lost it forever because he cannot figure out where it's at. Like I said, it was just in a back pair of pants. It was one of those Occam's razor. You know, what's the most obvious <laughs> answer? It's typically the right answer, man. Ugh. Yeah, for me, I'm like, I started thinking, like, maybe it fell in between the cushions of my old couch, and it got, like, wedged in there, and then when I tossed it, it was still in there, which I think is plausible, actually. Not, I don't know, it's possible, probably not plausible. There's a difference, you know, possible is something that, you know, literally could happen. You know, I could get hit by a meteor right now, literally right now, a meteor could fly into my living room and just destroy me. Is it plausible? Nah, it's not really going to happen. The odds, it's like, you know, winning the lottery or getting struck by lightning twice, you know. I think Kyle Kinane has a joke about that, too. He's like, he's not sure why people who play the lottery are not way, like, aren't terrified of lightning storms. Because <laughs> you're like, you know, you got the, you know, you're much more likely to get hit by lightning twice than to win the lottery. But, you know, at the same time, fuck it, who gives a shit? You know, if you can win, you can change your life. And also, I love reading the stories of all those people who fuck up with all that money. You know? I remember uh, I read this whole article about, you know, curse or whatever, which is kind of cool because, you know, I watch numbers with uh, Unlost, and that was like the whole, kind. that's the crux of the episode is Hurley believes, you know, he won the lottery using the numbers, the 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42 numbers, and uh, then everything in his life, you know, everything that happens to him is good, but everybody around him suffers. You know, his grandpa dies, his uh, brother's wife leaves him. Um, his mom accidentally brings his ankle, brings her ankle. He's falsely arrested. You know, this guy jumps off. You know, you know, all this crazy shit just happens to Hugo, and um, but everything's good. He keeps making more money. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, but I sit and read all these people who believe you know lotteries are kind of cursed, and you read some of the stuff, and it's like, no, they're not cursed. It's just idiots win. <laughs> My favorite one ever was, uh, like I said, this was probably high school, um. I gotta say it was high school, yeah. Yeah, I was reading, it was like a, you know, we had like a current events class, I believe, and part of the class was, we read the newspaper. You know, great curriculum there. We get the newspaper and we read it. I mean, I don't know if you had to read the funny papers or not, but you know, I got an A. You should have got an A, just, (laughs) all you do is read the fucking newspaper. I don't even think we took tests. It was taught by a football coach, yeah. Um... Shit, lost my train of thought. Nah, but uh, my favorite one I was reading it is uh, this guy. I believe he's in Michigan. He won some. Um, he won one of the big ones. You know where he won like uh, not like six or seven figures. He won like eight, nine figures, and he got f- fucking robbed outside of a strip club for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> Why the fuck are you carrying that much money? That much cash. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dumbass? Like, ah, go to a strip club. You don't need that much money, man. You don't. Strippers aren't going to go, I mean, at that point, they don't even comprehend how much money that is. They're like, I mean, you're still going to do the same exact thing here. Still just going to shake my butt. You know, that's, that's, oh, yeah. Oh, you gave me $1,000? I'm going to shake my butt. Oh, you gave me $10,000? 
I'm going to shake my ass. Yeah. I mean, that might be the difference. The butt in the ass. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, Here's a cool little shape in my window here that kind of looked like a dude standing there and it's kind of creepy for a second. It is spooky time. Spooky time. Um, damn. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know, man. I know we were talking about the uh, past couple of episodes. Talk, you know, I talked about my dad on his birthday. Talked about nine eleven and stuff like that, and kind of the uh, adjustments of growing up and all that stuff. And like I talked about the fragility, I guess, of innocence was kind of the crux of what I was trying to say about nine eleven. You know, of growing up in that time. Because I was talking to another guy. He's older than me by by let's say about fifteen years. Um, and he said, like, you know, I told him, you know, I was like, I was 10 when September 11th happened. He's like, yeah, so basically you're, like, the Challenger event would be the same for me. Like, you know, when the Challenger space shuttle blew up on, like, a fucking live national television feed. Um, and, like, pe- like there was, like, students in classrooms all around the country watching it. And they just watched people literally just blow up in front of their fucking eyes. Jesus. So, you know, he's like, yeah, that, that was kind of the moment. It's like, oh, shit, like, bad things happen out there, you know? Not everything's great. Not everything's sunshine and fucking daisies. Yeah, but I think I was talking about that, you know, the fragility of innocence and then, like, how that affects you so much growing up. And I kind of, I guess I'm relating this to, like, parenting and stuff like that. Like, how, I don't know, I just, I, for some reason it's popping in my head about how, um, goddamn difficult it has to be to be a parent. Because... You literally can make a good choice, and it's going to fuck your kid up for life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just out of nowhere. Like, you know, it's like you get divorced at just the wrong time. You know, there's times where, you know, divorces are always going to be tough on kids, but there's, like, sometimes when it's the absolute worst time imaginable for, like, <laughs> you get uh, divorced, and, like, it's just going to fuck your kid up. It's going to fuck up, you know, what they think of relationships or any of that stuff. You know, it's not like, you know, oh, you know, when they're three or four, they don't notice. They they know, it, even at three and four, whenever it's, like, a really shitty relationship or something like that. Like, oh, this is how people act. Nah, you know what I mean? You get a toxic relationship, you're just yelling back and forth, screaming, fighting, breaking up, getting back together, you know, pitting each other, you know, pitting your child against one another. You know what I mean? Like, you know, kids pick up on that shit, you know, and they they take it in like fucking sponges at that early age. And then I'm just talking like, you know, even like I said, you do good things. You know, you're overly supportive. Your kid comes out fucked up. You don't support him enough. The kid comes out fucked up. (laughs) You know, you tell the kid he could be anything and he ends up being a junkie. You tell the kid he won't be nothing in life. He turns out to be a junkie. (laughs) I don't know. That's why I'm just like. I thought about, you know, if I was like, a, I, I've had that conversation, you know, I've dated a couple of girls who've had kids, and I've had to have that, like, own, you know, I guess like that whole conversation with myself, and I've had it with friends as well about, you know, am I, could I step up and do that? Could I be like a stepfather or a father figure to somebody? And it's like, it's daunting. Um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things, I don't know, I really don't know. And they're like, oh, we know it's, it's early, so what are you thinking about it? I'm like, I don't know, because I believe when somebody you're dating somebody with a child, the kid's always in play, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, there's no, oh, well, there's a version of us dating for years without me ever getting to interact with your kid. Fucking world you live in. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, but like I said, I've had that conversation. I've had to make that judgment call about myself. I'm like, can I be a dad? 
and probably not. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm one of those who just kind of does what needs to be done. I just, God, that, like I said, even if I did, like, it's, that's the daunting part about being a parent. It's like, even if you do the right fucking thing, it could be the worst thing imaginable for the child. Like I said, I have fucking issues, and my parents were literally ranked the greatest parents of all time. Literally ranked. Ranked number one, both sides of the bracket. You know what I mean? And I still am fucked up in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, like I said, our issues was we just never talked. You know, that my issue is that I never saw it as a thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I guess that's something I probably have to work through with my therapist first, and then bring it on here. But maybe I'll try. Maybe maybe you guys are my therapist tonight. Here we go. Yeah, I guess like you know, like I said, I I've mentioned it before how we never really talked about feelings and stuff like that as a family. It's just one of those things we just never. I don't know, just didn't deal with it, or just whatever, but at the same time, like, it's not, like, uh, it's not like King of the Hill, when Bobby brings stuff to Hank, and he literally just has no idea how to process it, <laughs> that's not my dad at all, it's not my mom either, you know what I mean, or Peggy and King of the Hill, when you bring it to her, she somehow makes it all about herself, <laughs> God, I love King of the Hill, um, like I said, like all I had to do was actually bring it to him. But for some reason, I just never f- had the comfort or just never felt like that was what I was supposed to do. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, there's nothing you're supposed to do. You just do what you need to do. Not, there's, no, there's no fucking thing that you have to do, supposed to be doing. You just got to do what needs to be done most days. You just got to take that responsibility, you know? And that's what, like, you know, that's what... Uh, my past couple years have been is taking the responsibility. There's no magic goddamn pill. There's no fucking um, easy way out. It's you got to put your goddamn nose to the grindstone, work your way through it. You know that's what I tell people all the time when they need help. Is that ultimately it's like if it comes down to you, if like if you don't want to help yourself, there's nothing anybody's ever going to be able to do to get you help. You're never going to get the help unless you want to get better or you want to work through it if you don't want to do it like I can't drag you kicking and screaming not going to because ultimately you're getting nothing out of it I don't know I got some peach in my mustache um yeah that's what I said in the past couple years it's all been about responsibility you know driving yourself personally personal for the whatever I can't say words. Um, yeah, just like, you know, being more, much more personally responsible, being able to open up to people, being able to discuss things that are difficult to discuss because ultimately nobody's going to run from you. There's some people who are, and guess what? You don't fucking need those people if they're going to run from you when you actually have problems. I've had a few of those people where, you know, I'm going through the shits, and they decide, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not what I want to kind of that's not how I want our relationship to be. Our relationship is me dumping shit on you. You dumping shit on me is making me uncomfortable, so I'm getting out. So, you know, whatever. Good, you know what? Good luck to them. No real ill will there. It's just, it's not what I need. Gotta move from it. You know what I mean? If it's not gonna help you, move past it. I don't know. I'm in a tangent, and I'm not sure what I'm talking about anymore. And also, at the end of the day, I also don't have kids, so why are you listening to me about how to be a, a fucking parent? I don't know. But then again, outside looking in, hindsight 2020, shoot the shots, you know, 100% of the shots you don't take. I don't know. That doesn't make any goddamn sense, Brandon. What are you talking about? Whatever. Whatever. How in the fuck have I gotten 30 minutes in?
you know, for having nothing, we got somewhere, didn't we? Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, if you got to work on something, the biggest first step is your first step. You know, reaching out, that's the big first step. Or admitting there's an issue is a massive first step. Understanding there's an issue is, like, the next big step is understanding why it's a big issue. Like, hey, oh, you know, it's like, for me, okay, I'm starting to drink too much, that's a problem. Why is that a problem? Oh, because, you know, I'm literally becoming reckless and I could kill somebody. Or kill myself. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I could, you know, like I said, I talked about, you know, getting shit-faced hammered. Not being able to sleep and driving around like an idiot. You know? I'm taking other people's lives and putting them on the line just because I wasn't dealing with my own shit. Yeah, I'm understanding there's an issue, but I'm not, you know, understanding the full weight of the issue. When you understand the full weight of the issue, then it becomes something you at least in my head, the way my head works, I can start dissecting it and understanding it more. Because, you know, I don't, I don't know. I was going to... Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Is it time for the Springsteen Song of the Week? I think it is. I think I've said everything I need to say there. I need to write some of this stuff down. That's my issue. Is that I, I came up with a couple of things I wanted to talk about this week, in like the past couple of days. Um, and then I don't write them down. And then it's like, oh, what am I talking about tonight? It's like, what was that fucking thing I was thinking about? And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, push record and fling it, man. Do your thing. Be you. I don't know. <laughs> so let's get to the Springsteen Song of the Week. From the same record as last time. From Darkness on the Edge of Town. We did the closer last time, which is the, you know, the title song. We're going to do the opener. Which is Badlands, because holy shit, Badlands is wonderful, isn't it? And like, mm, it's 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 uh it's pretty top notch, Bruce. The way he kind of like it's just that the way the drums and everything's kind of like rumbling through the chorus, uh, the verses tend to explode into the chorus of Badlands. Like, oh, it's fucking fantastic, Bruce stuff. It's a great song for him to come out of Born to Run with. Is the Badlands? Um, you gotta live them every day. Uh, let's see, can I fucking find the song? Probably not. Uh, I think we're going to do the live version from Tempe, Arizona, 1980, from the compilation, the live compilation, which is a great day of uh, music stuff. Is um, Whenever I put on the compilation, I literally spend like four hours just sitting listening to Bruce's live stuff. And then I follow that up with the Agora Ballroom show, which for my money is the best like live recorded Bruce record, uh, Bruce show of all time is the Agora Ballroom, 1978. He tells that fucking story during Grown Up about there being a teenage werewolf, and it's mm, fantastic. All right, so can I? There we go. Having troubles here. All right, so this is Badlands from the Boss, 1980, Tempe, Arizona. Is it? Oh, I got it muted. Wrong thing to mute. It is Badlands. <laughs> so fucking amateur there. Uh, what a great fucking track. I do love that song a lot. Uh, yeah, so that has been Monster 8 the Pilot tonight. I have been your host, Brandon. It's been Wednesday, so we got a good Springsteen song. We talked about a lot of random shit. I talked Kyle Kinane a couple different times. I talked about Jimmy Buffett versus Neil Diamond, and there's only one way that fight's going, buddy. It's going Neil Diamond way. Oh, yeah, you can't, you can't scratch a diamond. Can't, can't do it. Uh, what are we doing now? And we talked a little sports, talked a little bit of life. I gave parent, I guess I gave uh, parenting advice, even though I don't have kids. So what the fuck do I know? You don't have to listen to it if you don't want to, I guess. 
But I think we've had a good time. I've laughed. I've drank peach juice. And that's all I really want in life, is to laugh, drink peach juice, and listen to Bruce Springsteen. Make that a shirt. I guess. That would be kind of a cool shirt. I'm coming up with some designs in my head right now. It could be kind of fucking cool. Oh! If you design a shirt, get with me and do it for free. Um, other than that, I've been, I'm on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor the sponsor. Thank you once again. Um, if you have questions, send them in. If you have answers to some of the shit I say, send them in. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Um, and if you like what you've heard, spread a good word. We're going to rhyme it up here tonight. Um, other than that, I will be back Sunday with three songs. I think I've already got them picked out, so that means I'm probably going to pick out four other ones, and then we're going to have some real fun. And then, um... I'll just go over the rest of my life. Hopefully I won't be in such a fucking ear to ear ear It's the end of the show. Um I won't be so fucking irritated on Sunday. And maybe I'll just be in a better mood. Um hopefully I get to go to my niece's birthday party this weekend. It should be a good time. Might hang out with Jake if I get to go because it's in Shilakathy. Might go down there, see what fucking Jake's into. You know, he's probably not doing a goddamn thing. Probably playing some stupid video game or, you know, reading Google reviews. That's what he does. Good guy, Jake. Like that guy a lot. Good guy, great guy, wonderful guy. Some people were telling me the other day about how we've been friends since, like, eighth grade. Isn't that just crazy? Motherfuckers, me and Jake have been friends since we were, like, eight. Me and Chris have been friends since we were, like, four. But I hate that motherfucker. (laughs) God, I roasted him. Roasted him. Oh... Other than that, it's the end of the show, so I can't fucking, I cannot stop. I don't know what's going on. Um, other than that, I will be back, like I said, Sunday with three songs and some other thoughts. Maybe some thoughts on House of the Dragon and uh, the other show, Lord of the Rings. Maybe I'll get farther in the Lost Rewatch. Well, it should be greater good what Kate does than Exodus? Not what Kate does, what Kate did. Um, what Kate does is season six. Let's see. So that would be... Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's greater good what Kate did in Exodus. So I'm running right up to the end here. I, I, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. I might go back and rewatch Outlaws, though, here in a few days. Because Outlaws is such a great episode. I've been thinking about that episode a lot since I watched it. What a great episode. Very under... I guess an underappreciated episode. So underappreciated, I kind of forgot about it. You know, when I was naming off the episodes, being cool guy here. Then we jump into season two, getting the Desmond stuff, seeing another life, brother. I said that to people for a while. You know, I've seen another life, brother. <laughs> Other than that, I'll see you guys Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. Like I said, if you have questions, let me know. If you want to be on the show, let me know. If you have answers, let me know. Let me know. Whatever. See ya.